Welcome to Mortgage Motivation with Mimi Doucet, branch manager of GMFS Mortgage Acadiana, NMLS 128546, Tennessee License 134733. Here's some advice you can use in your life. Hi, I'm Mimi Doucet, host of Mortgage Motivation, mortgage expert, certified coach, and speaker. Thank you to Maison Title and all three locations, Grand Coteau, Lafayette, Lake Charles, for servicing the entire state of Louisiana and sponsoring the podcast. To find out more information about Maison Title, you can find them on all social media channels and of course at MaisonTitle.com. Welcome to the Mortgage Motivation. We're excited to have Ms. Carrie Theard with District South Real Estate and we're going to talk about the purchase contract. When you're purchasing a home and you're working with an amazing agent, I would like to go through the process. It's just not quick and easy. It's it, not quick and easy, but it is. Okay. I don't do this every day. Oh, I, but I was, thought you were talking about like your end of it. I could go over the mortgage process, but let's talk about your process and the buyer's process and process yeah. for both of yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about getting into the market, whether it's buying or selling, reach out to an agent that you've worked with in the past, find a referral. We talked about this, you know, mm-hmm. interview and find who's going to be the right fit for you. Once you do that, your realtor is going to say, if you're going to buy something else, now we need to get you with lender. lender. We're going to get you with a lender because we want to know that when we find the perfect house, you're ready to roll. You've got all your financing in line. Mm-hmm. You can put forth a strong offer on this property. Mm-hmm. Funds We're actually approaching letter. a little different nowadays. Previously, we sent out a pre-qualification letter. We pulled credit, got an application on it. But to strengthening the approvals, we have been sending out, requesting their income and asset documents to even make that stronger because of the market today. Yes, yeah. so, a listing agent, especially in this market, when you're going to be getting probably multiple offers, we're looking for the person that's the strongest. And it's not always the person that's offering the most. We're looking for the person that is going to be there at the closing table mm-hmm. and not have any issues. When I get a pre-qualification letter and all those check boxes are checked off saying credit's been checked, documentation has been checked, to me that's a stronger buyer than someone that just had their credit checked and filled out an online application. We advise our clients to get in that position so that the seller takes their offer very seriously. Once we have all that, then we hit the street and we look at houses until we find that perfect one. And you know it, right? I've been surprised before, I have to be honest. I've had clients that have told me they want one thing and then they end up buying something that's just not what they've told me before. Why? Because maybe they fall in love with it when they get yeah, there. Yeah, maybe they really didn't know what, know they, what wanted. they wanted. Yeah. You don't know until you know, right? Right. But you get that feeling and you yeah. know what it's right. Yeah, yeah, or I've had thought, I found the perfect house. They've told me everything they wanted, this is it, and I bring them in and they're like, nah. Okay, well, this is gonna be fun. But that happens sometimes with people. But yeah, then we find the house, then we need to submit the offer. So when you submit an offer, that's usually for a time period. Does that change? Or is that set? Or Um, I'm never on this part of the transaction. So when you say time, do you mean the expiration of the offer? Like how long the seller has to get? Yeah, I think it's only fair to give the seller a decent amount of time. A lot of listing agents now are saying, you know, if a house comes up on the market, and they know it's going to be a hot house, they might say, we're not going to be responding to offers for 48 72 hours you know but they communicate that to you up front some not so I usually like to give 24 hours especially not just for the seller but for that poor listing agent because everybody just thinks oh yeah I'll send you an offer and I want a response in three hours we have other clients we're not just sitting by our computer waiting for the offers to come in on this property 
You need to be respectful and, and allow time. pretty much multiple offers on everything right now in today's world. Not everything, but a lot of things. A lot of things. So the seller has to go through all of these and make a decision, right? Make a decision. They either need to pick one or they need to maybe counter one that looks strong. Let's talk about what a counter means. So, so a counter is actually rejection, but just presenting. Rejection? The, How would you yeah, reject it is. me? Like, I don't like rejection. I know, I know. It is a rejection, but they also then present to you what terms would be acceptable. Okay. So when a counter is sent out, unless there's multiple counters sent out and they send like an addendum saying we are sending out multiple offers. Are you required to say that when there's multiple counters sent out? Yes, you you need to to announce to everybody that they're not the only counter because typically when you send a counter out, it's not revocable. If I send a counter to you, I have to honor that counter until it would expire or you would reject it. But if you sign off, then we have a deal. All right. So once we have a deal, what's next? Then I need to get a deposit check from you. And what does that normally run? It depends on the price of the house. And I have to say, honestly, in Louisiana, I feel like the deposits that we do are really low compared to other parts of the country. It just depends on the price of the house. Is it a percentage? No. Is that something that you and the seller discuss prior to when listing the home? Sometimes you can discuss, hey, look, what would be an acceptable deposit? But a lot of times the buyer will just make an offer. And if the seller feels like it's not acceptable, then in their counter, they can say that they would want a higher deposit. Okay. Yeah. So then we get that deposit, which, you know, is refundable. You can get it back if you decide to cancel the contract within your due diligence period, or you try to renegotiate with the seller based on inspection responses and it just doesn't work out. The contract is canceled then you get it back let's talk about that due diligence period because a lot of people do not understand that they come in and oh i can't make an offer they don't understand that there's yeah you do have like an option period so within that due diligence period is when we do our inspections complete home inspection, maybe the pool inspection if there's a pool, a pest inspection, foundation inspection. That's where you would just look into any kind of thing concerning the condition of the property. And for your protection, get a home inspection. We highly, highly, highly recommend a home inspector. Absolutely. And again, another benefit of using an agent that you're probably going to give them a list. Yeah, we give them a list. We give them a list and they can get on these inspectors websites or call them, interview them or whatever. But Mm -hmm. we definitely direct them to people that have experience they can find those things that could be very expensive or problematic after they own the home but it gives you an opportunity to one know what you're buying to renegotiate the deal based on the findings with the seller. How long is this due diligence period normally? That varies also. But right now in this market, people are wanting to make their offers pretty attractive to a seller. So we're seeing like five days, seven days. But I would say typically what we see is like seven to 14 days. So what happens during the due diligence period if the inspection does not go well? If it does not go well, I usually just ask the client, okay, listen, if the seller agrees to fix some of these things, then how would you feel about the house? Or if they agreed to maybe give you some concessions at closing, some money to handle these repairs, then how would you feel about the house? Or if now all that you know about the house, do you still want to buy it? So if they say, you know, I'd want it if the seller would fix A, B, and C, then we present to the seller, these are the deficiencies that we found, and this is how we would like them remedied. If the seller agrees, then the buyer feels comfortable moving forward, we do. And if the buyer doesn't feel comfortable moving forward, what happens at that point? You can cancel the contract. So you have to actual sign documents to Absolutely. get out of it. So once we decide to move forward, what's the next step? Then we usually call up the lender and say, hey, we're done with inspections. You can go ahead and order that appraisal. As an agent, we can kind of sit back because now that client is dealing with their lender. 
submitting everything, oh, underwriting, title, like, updating yeah. documents, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. going to underwriting, making sure everything is checked and ready to yeah, fund. So typically after that, we're just waiting for that phone call from you saying, hey, we're clear to close and we're ready to roll. Okay. And then when we get to the closing table, that's when the transaction actually gets transferred. And we spoke to Leah earlier about that, transferring the title mm-hmm. from the seller to the owner and the transaction is <coughs> over right. with. There are sometimes some little bumps in the road in the title company could call and we found this cloud on title we need to remedy this this is going to delay things that happens or appraisal people are right now are wanting to put in offers that are higher above ask and as agents you know we're trying to price them really well the tip tip top of the market because we don't want our sellers to leave any money on the table, table. but buyers are so wanting these properties that they're offering over so sometimes the appraisal might come in short and how often do i see that sellers are leaving money on the table for not using an agent if anything that is one of the benefits is to getting the max for and your not property only that, for appraisal i know i always advise my my agents go to the house when the appraiser goes gives you the opportunity to talk to them all of the appraisers I've ever worked with are very willing to hear anything that you have to say whether it's which houses you used as comps mm-hmm. to price it mm-hmm. or describe to them all the extra amenities that the house has that can have a play into the ultimate opinion mm-hmm. of value is mm-hmm. they're very willing to so go to the house let the appraisers know about this property and why you priced it like you priced it or why you feel you got all these offers above ask worth what it's, it's worth, worth yeah what it's worth. providing the data and that's important because mm-hmm. Sometimes they just don't see it, and sometimes they just get so busy. But as an agent, that's what we do versus mm-hmm. someone just trying to sell on their own. They don't know right. all those things and all those steps. So it's definitely important to use an agent mm-hmm. when purchasing or selling. And if you are in need of an agent, I ask that you please give my good friends next door at District South a call. They can definitely give you a hand and, and walk you through that transaction. And thank you for walking us through the transaction and explaining it to us every step of the way. We really appreciate you. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you, Carrie. Wrapping up this episode of Mortgage Motivation, advice you can use in life. Thanks once again to Maison Title, our sponsor. Learn more about them at MaisonTitle.com. Follow me on Facebook, Amia Mimi Duce and Team, GMFS Mortgage, NMLS128546. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and remember a new episode every Monday. Until next week. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Motivation with Mimi Duce, branch manager of GMFS. MFS Mortgage Acadiana, NMLS 128546, Tennessee License 134733, GMFS LLC, NMLS ID 64997, Equal Housing Lender, all loans subject to credit approval and satisfactory appraisal. Some products may not be available in all areas. All mortgages are originated by GMFS LLC at 7389 Florida Boulevard, Suite 200A, Baton Rouge, Louisiana 70686. Branch is located at 300 Rubor. Guard Building I, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70508, NMLS, 118-3361.